Hey, Catalyst Crew. Welcome to Catalyst Corner, episode 82. I'm Evan. I'm Jim. And we've got some interesting stuff for you today. Um, we're going to talk about some movies. Uh, going to talk about some uh, high-ranking members of the biz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we may uh, we may get to that music conversation. Yeah, hopefully we can. We'll see. Hopefully we'll we can see. fit it in. Depends on, on, on what's yeah, going on. Yeah, we got a little... Uh, How you doing, Jim? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. I had to, uh, I had to bring my cat in for surgery. Oh, man. She, uh... You, Just out of the blue, or...? Uh, it, it was going on for a little while. Didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. Finally, you know, found what the culprit was. Ends up being a, a kidney stone... Had to go in, a stone in the bladder, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Had to go Just in. The calcium buildup or yeah, whatever. Yeah, to get surgery done. So, yeah, so that's that was a, a, a fun time. Yeah, nice, non-stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. Um, what about you? How uh, are things going? You know, we had the show. Yep, the sh- uh, show Northeast happened. Comic yep. Con. That was a great time. Uh, Absolutely. Just, just nose to the grindstone right yeah. now. Really, uh, I'm not as jolly, but I like yeah. cookies as much as the old there fat you go. man. But nice. uh, yeah, no, we're uh, we're you know, we appreciate everybody that ordered on Black Friday weekend, and you know, we got we got ninety percent of the orders out. Yeah. Uh, and you know, for the rest of the week, we'll get the rest of yep. them out, and then stores cranking. Oh yeah. Um. You know. Uh. Henry Kissinger died. He did. What he a did. couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah. What yeah. a pe- it's about like time. Talk about, you know, just evil hanging on. He made it to a hundred. Yeah. I I honestly didn't even know he was still alive. Neither did I. I, I you know, you just hear the horror stories, right? Yeah. About this dude, and it's just like you figured he was gone. Yeah. You know who else died that I Again, thought he was already dead. Is Marty Croft from? He de- he was alive. He was eighty six years old, and he just died the other day. And I'm like, I th- I thought he died in the seventies. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You know, every now and then someone will eat shit, and it's just like I didn't even fucking know that guy yeah. was alive. Here's the thing: world's a better place without him. Not not yeah. to get political about shit, but sure. there are just some dudes that are just yeah. rotten. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. No no love lost there. I don't. Th- I, I I and again, I've been looking. For anybody to to like on either side, yeah, you're not gonna find just it. to say something nice about the man. Nah. Nobody gives a shit about that guy. No, nope. it's just like your legacy is everyone hates you. Right, well, well done. Yeah, well yeah. done. You hey. really contributed. Yeah, good job. Yeah, roast you piece <laughs> of shit. Um, <clears throat> what have you seen? So we uh, we we talked about this i think maybe we talked about it off the cast but uh a, a newer movie mm. that you had seen and 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 recommended was good and i know that i wanted to catch it and i finally did a little movie called talk to me oh you finally got I, I, to i uh... got to i got to catch it what did you um, think so i liked it i didn't okay. love it but now, i again, liked you got to grade it on a scale though right mm-hmm. because these guys are it's their first film, and they're YouTubers. This right. isn't. Th- there's no studio. Sure. You know, well, they're a twenty four now. Right. But like, right. there's no studio behind that. Right. So to me, like, with the knowledge of that, yeah, I was thoroughly impressed. It was. I mean, it it was a, a, of a of a better quality than you'd think, based upon the fact of what you just said. Right. You they the movie was was overall well done. It doesn't reinvent the wheel. No, I think it 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 was relatively safe as far as you know the horror movies go, but I think it told 
a, a unique story. Sure, and, and there's and it was layers good. to it, right? Yeah. They really they really allude to sort of, you know, the hand being drugs yeah. in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, grief is really, really big in that, that film. Right, um, right. And then, you know, you have an ending that kind of leaves you on like, oh, I didn't expect, you know, like... Yeah, it's that a bit was, bleak. Yeah, and a little bit of a turn, like, oh, I didn't, exp- you know, did that happen, or what is that, what really happened, or am I reading into it wrong? So it kind of leaves that kind of open-ended. You think you know what the answer is, and more than likely, it, it is what the answer is, but you you will kind of second-guess it a little bit. And, and they felt like kids. Yeah. You know, like, that's always a big one to me, because a lot of times, you know, You'll you'll have kids in a movie and and it feels like the writer's not writing kids. They're writing what right. they think kids are. Yeah, you no, know exactly. And th- yeah, this was written where, you know, I think that we've all probably attended parties not, similarly sure, to. But not even just that. It felt like. It felt like you know not not. I know we harp on this a lot, but like in a, in a good way. It felt like, you know. A film for modern audiences. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know we always talk about how that doesn't really exist, but after I watched that, I was like, well, like, that's for modern audiences. If there's, if there's one thing I could say, um, was a, was a negative, and I won't even say a negative is, I had a hard time understanding what the hell they were saying. Because of the Australian accent. Because of the accent. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think of the violence in it? Um, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it, it was unexpected and, in, and in effective, some. Right? Yeah, it like was effective. really effective. It was effective. Yeah, I, I wasn't because it wasn't. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't like Terrifier over the top. No, it's gore. not. It's not a gore porn right, movie. Exactly. But the but the violence of it really would. It, it did hit like oh whoa! I wasn't expecting I that to happen. The other half of that is too is that. With a lot of these, you know, with with the serial killers and 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 terrifier and all of that, um, it's so over the top that it's a cartoon, right? Like it's not real, right? But with with, with this particular scene, it could it, it, it could it, it was it was more grounded, right? Right. When the violence is more grounded, it's much more uncomfortable, right? It's much easier to watch like Jason cut somebody in half yeah. than it is to watch a truly grounded yeah. scene of violence. Right, because I think everything everything that happened violence wise could happen. If and, you're and probably if you're in would have looked the way that it did. Right. And because if your mind is in any altered state and and again if we're gonna use like say the hand as an as an analogy of drugs, right? Right. right. If you're in that altered state, sure, of it's, ha- mind, it's happened to. We all know someone, right? You know. So I mean, you can look at it and say, and and as I said, I think we we've, we've all been to parties where somebody's gotten a little bit out of control, and you could you could act not that it maybe ever got to that level, but you could see that. That could have escalated to that right, level, right? Like and that potentially could happen for sure. And I think that's really, I think what I liked about it was that it kind of it kind of crosses that generational divide. In maybe our parties aren't the same, mm-hmm. right? But like 
that's pretty universal. Sure. That whole situation is just very, and again, the emotions yeah. that they really cover are, are, regardless of when you were born, mm-hmm. grief is a universal sure. thing that we all go through. Absolutely. So, so it was one of those things that I was like, okay, I don't understand everything because it's, it's definitely made for, you know, by and for, you know, a younger generation. Sure. So there were things I missed. Mm-hmm. But overall, I thought it was incredibly effective. And, and again, is it the is it the greatest horror movie I've ever seen? No. No. It's up there for this year. Sure. But, and again, grading it with the curve of these guys are, you know, this is their first attempt without true backing. Mm-hmm. Is pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I I thought it was a, an enjoyable enough movie. I, I, like like would you, you recommend s- it? I would recommend it. I would recommend it as a watch. I don't. I think that that's one of those movies that you put on your watch list because you're you're not gonna. I I would be very hard pressed to find somebody that hated it. You may not love it. Like you said, it's not it's not groundbreaking. But I, d- I don't think anybody would leave there not saying, oh, no, that was very, good. Very solid film. Yeah, definitely a solid film. What about you? What it, what have you caught? So, uh, pretty rare for me. Didn't didn't go uh, true horror oh, this okay, time. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Generally, um, I, I stick to the old yeah. nitty gritty. Uh, what we watched was uh, the Hercule Poirot, or however you say his fucking name. Uh, we watched... A Haunting in Venice. Oh, okay. Um, All right. The Kenneth Braga, Bragna, whatever is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, ultimately, she wanted to watch all three that he's done. Okay. And I don't, I, did, did you watch the old ones? Like, you know, they back in the day, it was like in the 70s, they had they had a whole series I, of, of the Poirot books. I'm, I don't think I did. Okay, so, so, and again, for people that don't know, Agatha Christie mm-hmm. wrote these books. It's it's basically Sherlock, sure for the most part. Yeah, you know he doesn't really have a Watson, but it's it's pretty you know the greatest detective type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people don't like these. I think they are charming. I really do. Yeah. I enjoyed all okay. three. I I enjoyed all three of them. Obviously, the middle one I think suffered a little bit because you had Army Hammer and like you know he right. he went through yeah. that whole thing, yeah. so that hurts it. But I you know. Uh, Apparently they're making a fourth. Oh, all right. And and, and and honestly, he directs them. He stars as the 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 main character. Mm-hmm. And they are they're they're very charming. They're not deep mysteries. I had it sure, figured out in the sure. first ten minutes. But okay. but it's you know he he's got those weird quirks to him. Yeah. You know, he likes sweets and things like that. And like he's got the big old mustache and he's sure. an odd duck. Sure. But yeah, it's just it was just kind of you know. It was stimulating. It was. It wasn't too deep, and it was just. Uh, you know, I thought it was. I thought it was a fun one. Wa- nice, all three of them. Nice. You know, and they're ensemble pieces. Like you, yeah, you, you know, you right, know, you get right. celebrities and all of them. Yep. It was nice to see Tina Fey do a little bit more serious role. Sure. Um, but no, I, I, I really did. I really did enjoy oh, it. Excellent. I thought it was excellent. really good, and yeah. I, I, uh, I know a lot of people get you know upset because it's not word for word Agatha Christie but at the same time like I think it's very difficult to sort of translate something that old yeah without making you know without adding a little especially where it's you know Agatha Christie people know but Mm -hmm. at the same time like how many people are breaking down the door to watch you know Murder yeah. on the Orient Express. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Agatha Christie's not really in flavor right. or hasn't right. been in a little right. while. So I think, so. you know, I think what this has done 
is because it's going on its fourth one now and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's slowing down. Yeah. You've created a cinematic universe for adults basically sure. is what I would yeah, call right, it, right? Cuz it's got that it's got that sort of cartoony superhero, you know, he's a genius sort mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. But but it's it's it is it is for adults. Like it's right. not really there's not a lot of kitty shit going yeah. on there, yeah. you know? Nice. So it you know, if you're into that sort of thing, if you yeah. like a little bit of mystery, a little bit of whimsy, I I give it a thumbs up. I really do. Excellent. You know, not, very cool. Again, not going to change your life, but no. But hey, it's, if you need something a little lighter, yeah. If it's if it's good, yeah, that's a good watch. Yeah. So that's uh, that's nice. what I caught. Nice. You know, um, let's let's you know we'll 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 keep in the business but let's shift mm-hmm. gears a little bit. I want to talk I have a I have a lot to unpack with sure. what's been going on. Okay. Um I think we should I'd like to start I think with what happened the other day with Elon Musk. Okay. Now, the New York Times had uh an event, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is that this particular event is for high up people in the industry. This yeah. is not really uh, you know, people aren't supposed to be playing to the public in this yeah. event. Yeah. You know, this is supposed to be like, hey, we're the money guys, we're the decision makers, mm-hmm. you know. And they're supposed to have sort of these back and forths with some of the bigger Right. And so Musk obviously was being interviewed <clears throat> and you know, he Musk is such a strange individual to me because the only thing I agree about the entire interview was fuck Bob Iger. Sure. Right? Right. I thought it was For kind sure. of I thought it was funny he Everybody ca- should get on board with that. I thought one. it was funny he called him out by name. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, it is amazing to me that this guy has been able to ride the quote unquote genius wave for as long as he has. He's a fool. Yeah. He's a fucking moron. And what bothered me the most about the speech was not telling all of the advertisers to go fuck themselves. Because it wasn't just Bob Iger. Right. That was for right. everybody. It was, yeah. Everybody that pulled the advertisements from So he said X. that in one breath and then stuttered his way through, but it's their fault if Twitter dies. Mm. Now, that bothered me, especially in the context of the room right this is not this is not a tweet this is not geared towards the general public mm-hmm. this is a room with decision makers yeah and you're gonna say in one breath go fuck yourself and then in the next breath that it's your fault if twitter dies elon it's your fault if twitter dies right because you bought the company you're the company head so it doesn't matter what the extenuating circumstances are. If Twitter fails, it's your responsibility. If the right. advertisers pull out, it's your fault. It doesn't matter what, why. Yeah. You need to, at, at business at its core, you need to figure out how to fix it because you're the head of the company. Right. You can't, you, you know, the thing is... Yes, it, it's nice to sit there and tell everybody to go fuck themselves. Yeah, if you're one but, of the people, but he's not. Right, but the thing is, you have a business, and you do have to play ball 
somewhat. You can't. You it doesn't can't matter just if you're the quote unquote richest man in the world. You're you you've crashed Twitter into the ground. Right. Advertisers didn't pull out because of all of the the the, the bullshit he pulled. Mm-hmm. They pulled out because of all of those terrible business decisions. Right. And then you started letting you know questionable people back on the platform mm-hmm. and. Like it or not, these brands have identities, and they, it's not worth the headache. Right. They'll spend their ad dollars somewhere else. You're not the only game in town. Right. And that's the thing. You you have to you you have to understand how to to be able to work in the confines of of what the business is. I guess, <laughs> and if you choose to not do that, right. You know what I mean? Then. You know, it doesn't matter how independently wealthy you are, you're right. not going to be able to self-afford, you know, to keep th- everything that you do afloat. I guess what bothered me even about the bo- the Iger call-out was, as an individual, mm-hmm. if you don't want to agree with the, the trajectory that Disney's headed in, I get it. But as, as the owner of a large company who's you know, reliant on advertising dollars, Mm -hmm. you don't get to have an opinion. Right. And the fact that he did that just calls to attention what a fool this man is. Right. Like, you've never, there's been no hardship in this guy's life. So, so clearly, he thinks he can just throw the playbook out. But But if it was just, if it was just an attack on Disney and you had the financial support of WB and NBC Universal. But not even just, not even just movie studio, because it's not even just like the big Hollywood is pulling out. Everybody's pulling out. No, but what I'm saying is, is if you had a lot of financial backing right, from and you were willing large to corporations, that limb. right? But they they also all pulled out as well. And he didn't just say fuck Disney. He said no. fuck all of you. Right. And then called out Bob Iger specifically after the fact. But almost but... in a way to try to be like, hey, I'm hip, I'm cool. And it's like right. whether you agree with what Iger's doing or not, Elon, your job as the CEO slash majority shareholder of Twitter is to make sure that these companies are pushing their Add revenue into your platform. Right. It, it it doesn't. I mean, again, if Disney if Disney is is crashing and burning, which they are, right, is it's not affecting you. Right. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it, right. bro. It, if listen, still if you want for ad dollars, and here's the thing, is that any responsible owner of a large company, even if they disagreed with the trajectory, I know you and I talk shit. Mm-hmm. But if we if we were if we had a large company that was in a situation where we we were doing business with these kind of guys, I'm keeping my fucking opinions to myself, right? If, because if, at the end of the day, the health of the company is more important right. than my opinion. But if we if we were if we were to get the ability to use some of the IPs from Disney to for ourselves to make profit i don't have to i don't have to like the trajectory of what disney's doing but i'm going to keep my mouth shut if they're paying the bills and putting keeping the lights on i think what it is is it's one thing if you don't have a relationship with the company Mm -hmm. right but if disney tomorrow said hey you guys can start making some star wars merch all of the shit we talk about disney 
on this podcast and you can you can argue that that's hypocritical or that's selling out that's how business works right i'm not looking to as a businessman hurt the business because of my personal opinion mm-hmm. so him doing that and again it scales right but him doing that is is i mean i had no respect for the man anyway right, right but it's almost like one of those things where it's like oh he can't get any worse mm-hmm. and then he does something like that and you have people defending him because he's like yeah fuck bob Iger. but but that's not what i heard right. what i heard was the head of a major social media corporation telling his you know potential advertisers to get fucked mm-hmm. and that to me is terrible business right i mean you you have to you know, his thing is, well, I'm not going to be blackmailed into doing what what they want me to do. And it's like, OK, I understand what you're saying, but yeah, but I'm you, sure but there's a the, way to compromise. Jim, but on the other hand, right, you're a billionaire. Mm-hmm. You are not a fucking activist, bro. Right. You're a billionaire. Right. You are what's wrong with our society. So you don't get to take the high road. Right. Because you've chosen to actively be evil. Yeah, but, it, you know, but again. You, you're an evil corporation dealing with another evil corporation. I'm sure you could figure out how to be evil together jointly. But the thing and is, still, right? you don't have to see no eye one, to eye. No one is taking your side against Disney. No. The thing is, is that we're very vocal about how we feel about uh, the creative aspects of Disney, mm-hmm. right? And again, we're not super privy to the business side of things. Right. We, we have some inside and then we make, inferences right Mm -hmm. based on our experience right but it's just it i I was speechless and then he's stuttering because you know he fucked up Mm -hmm. you know and he stutters through the rest of the interview and i'm just like if i was the bank that gave him that loan i would call the money in i would be like this has to stop we like he's going to crash this and and declare bankruptcy and Take yeah, whatever it, he's made and run. It almost it almost seemed like he was more concerned about making like a a TikTok than actual business. He wants to be. He wants both worlds. He wants to be evil billionaire, CEO of everything, and someone that people like. And and right. unfortunately, you don't get that. You don't get to be both guys. There's right. no there's no billionaires that any of us are looking at and going like, yeah, he's okay. No. We all look at all of them and we're like, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. Across the board. Right. It, absolutely across the board. And, and that's the thing is like he still thinks he can be both. Yeah. He's not He's not a man of the people. And I think he thinks he is. Right. And you he's can, not. You can act like a quote unquote, what, or at least what you think a normal person would act like. But at the end of the day, you could end homelessness in America and it wouldn't even affect your lifestyle one iota. Right. So yeah. you're not a man of the people. No. no so absolutely so, not. So no one is going to have your back on any of your opinions because you're not relatable. Right. People people may say they're in agreement with you know your assessment of Iger and the job he's doing, but that's not siding with you. And then even further Take go even deeper with it. You don't do it in that room, right? You know, he tried to make a few jokes, silence, mm-hmm. because that's not the place, right? 
Right. This wasn't this wasn't Star Wars celebration where you no, were and it's going not, out it's with not the one fans. Of your fucking Tesla things right. where it's general public. These are the decision makers. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm looking at that going like anybody at, at this point, after all of the shit he's pulled in the last five years, anybody that still thinks this man is a genius should probably go take an IQ test. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's he's not. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. He's not. Daddy had an emerald mine, so he had a boost up in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's real easy to do things when you have you don't have to worry about, you know, right. the lights going out. Right. When when you have enough money to fail and it doesn't affect you and you could just move on it to just the becomes next a statistics thing. thing at that right. point. Exactly. Like, you know, you'll fail. Eventually you'll be successful. Right. And I think it's crazy that anyone can still come to that man's defense because he 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 hasn't done anything. No. You know, he's bought a couple of companies with <laughs> money that wasn't even his. Mm-hmm. And everybody in that company has built these things. Right. And then to see what he's done with Twitter in the course of a few short years, he took something that was pretty neutral as far as bottom line goes mm-hmm. you know maybe it's skewed into the red a little bit yeah and turned it into an first of all he overpaid for it by about oh, yeah. 20 billion dollars oh yeah and he's crashed the revenue into the ground mm-hmm. which is which is I, I was speechless right so i thought that was insane mm-hmm. for sure and you know because that was the the only thing I heard, like, people coming to his defense was the Bob Iger situation. Right, where right. It's like, yeah, fuck Bob Iger. And it's like, sure, but not, he doesn't have the right to say that. Right. Because he's. Yeah, he's the wrong guy to lead that charge. Right. Because he's just as bad or worse than Iger right, is. Right, for sure. You know, maybe for he's sure. not a quote unquote creative, mm-hmm. but he's causing suffering. Right. So get fucked, Elon, again. Exactly. You know. Yep. And, and I also want to talk about, you know, uh, I don't know. I assume it's the end, of, you know, it's the end of the year. So, so you know, they do all these executive talks because yeah. they want to keep the shareholder, right. like, whatever it is. David Zaslav. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's a cartoon. Yeah. He doesn't even see, it seems like if you said he to is. an AI, like, I need a, an incredibly incompetent, incredibly evil like Inspector Gadget claw level evil mm-hmm. villain to run an organization. Yeah. You it would generate David's as Absolutely would. That man is he's, uh, he's, he's an idiot, first yeah, of all. He's a little bit out there for sure. And the thing is, right? Most most geniuses what do they say? Genius and madness are you know, it's right. a very fine line. Mm-hmm. Sure. But at the same time, nothing that Zaslov has done has Im- it hasn't impressed me no. it, it all just seems like terrible plays yeah well i mean again he's not helping you know get them out he's of the financial helping. situation that they were but in when he got it here's a couple of examples right so he killed the batgirl movie yeah and again from from what i've heard it wasn't very good yeah so so i i can when it when he did that, I could empathize a little bit. You know, it's a smart business play to take the write off. Mm-hmm. But when you do that to films that are good, that's when you lose me. 
So for what for the Coyote versus Acme, mm-hmm. everyone is saying that's a fucking banger movie. And yeah. again, whatever whatever you think of it, right? I, it's for kids at the end of the day. Sure. Everyone's saying it's great. Everyone that's seen it is saying it is it it has no business being shelved. And the thing too is you you know John Cena's got a big fan base. He's a popular guy. You know, to have right, a movie a, that he's a, but, in, but it's a good movie right. too. It's not like you watched it and you went, Whew. No, but that's the thing. You, you, you know, everybody that's seen it says it's a good movie, and it does. You've have, got right. a popular you have John star, Cena. right? Like, what? What are you thinking of not putting because that it, out? You know what it is? It worked with Batgirl, and he needs sure. more write-offs. And he's like, "Well, we can do this." And it's like, to me, that should not. That's. That's where it should become illegal. You shouldn't be able to... Sh- like, look, if Batgirl's a piece of shit... Yeah. And it was going to cost so much money to market and it would have tanked... Mm-hmm. Sure, whatever. That's business. But but just because you use that loophole for a stinker doesn't mean you should be allowed to use it just because you need the money. Right. You right. know? Right, exactly. I mean... The I, Fed should step in yeah. on shit like yeah. that. Like, that to me is taking it... That's That's abusing... The tax code. Right. If But if, like with Batgirl, right, if you know that the movie's not going to do well, and it's a- Like if you ran it through test audiences- Which you did. And which they you all did, hated it. Right. Which they did. Which they did. I get it. Right. And and especially if you already know that it's a dead-end property that's right. not going to go forward- Right. And that's another, then, that's another wing of it, right? Right. Is that they, were, so, they weren't going to go forward no. with it. No. So, and, and you know, it was going to be, and, and even at the ending, the ending was leading to something that was killed off. Right. So, I realistically, get, I get shutting that down. Right, I get, you don't I get pay, it too. You don't want to pay for marketing. You don't right. want to put it on your platform. You're you're okay with that. Never seen yeah, that day. That but I understand. Done, but you've done your due diligence. You know, it's not you just being like, "Well, I need a write off, so anything will do." Right. It's we ran it through test screeners. People are. It's not resonating with people. Right. That to me is fine. Mm-hmm. But when you do that. With a movie that you've run through test screeners and people are like, this is great. Right. This is like Space Jam 93 era mm-hmm. good. Yep. And you do it anyway. Right. That to me is where it shouldn't be allowed. Because, no. you, you know, whether or not it makes you more money shelve, tough shit. Right. At that point. You know, the art has to have... It may not have all the say, but it has to have some say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's but what bothers me is the the whole point of doing these test screenings is to get an idea of will this movie be successful or not. Sure, and, but, and this but, one was, and it was. But at the end of the day, right? People don't really go to theaters like they used to. No. So, so is it going to generate the revenue that it would have say, you know, that it that it what is a tax write off? Probably not. No, but but that shouldn't matter. Like you shouldn't just be allowed to shelf completed works that are good. No, I mean, what are you going to do that with everything now? Like, right, it just knowing... sets a dangerous precedent right. that these studios can make these movies, get the write-offs, and then we as the public end up with nothing. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's a little bit. You know, a, a, again, that's that's setting a dangerous precedent for all studios because then it becomes a thing where. Well, we have we we can stifle the creative process if we don't we do, if we say we want money in our pockets as opposed to putting this 
piece of art out there. Right. You know what I mean? Then it's like, oh, okay, so you're you're now going to be the gatekeeper. Then well, don't well, then they're don't the gatekeepers anyway. No, but what I'm saying is, then don't green light it in the first place. Like you can't, yeah, you but can't like green light. I don't a prog- think it's right. I don't think it's right that you can you can purchase the rights to a property that that the public loves, mm-hmm. and then put it in a graveyard. Right. Like no. to me, use it or lose it, motherfucker. Right. Absolutely. For sure. And and you know in Looney Tunes, you have it on on Max. It, it, For, well, kind of, because like you saw what he's doing in December, right? Yeah. But for but those of you who don't know, he's pulling, what is it, like 90% of the Looney Tunes yeah. catalog off? But, but it has been on, and, and and they've even done some newer things. And, and again, it, it still has an audience. Right. Even with the you know newer generations, it has an audience. This is not a dead property by any stretch of the imagination. This is still a property that is viable, that still can make money. And and it's your property that you should be pushing hard. You should be pushing Looney Tunes if you're Warner Brothers. Like, it, it's a no-brainer. Right, but but the the issue we're running into, right, is that it's, you know, obviously we're in late-stage capitalism, mm-hmm. right? And it's morphed into this monster of nothing matters but the bottom line. Right. And when, and, and when you... You know, when you when you think that way in industries, healthcare, art, mm-hmm. where where that's not the point of them, right? You know, like it it affects every and it and it generate. You know, the the, the public has discourse with that. <laughs> so so if you're doing that type of shit. You know, canceling the Looney Tunes thing, the uh, Coyote versus Acme, that may give you a write-off. I like Warner Brothers that much less because you did it. And that resentment stays. Right. Because how dare you? Yeah. And I mean, it it was so bad that you now have to... You know, you're you're trying to sell it off to another studio, so which that is they can which, put which it even out. That is insane. Which like, is insane. I but, just think, I just think, you know, at the end of the day, what's what's very interesting about the way we kind of all communicate now, you mm-hmm. know, with TikTok too, is that we're really getting kind of true views of these people. Yeah. And for years, they wanted you to think that they either they work harder or they're smarter. And it's turning out that that's just not the case. No. And I look at a man like David Zaslov, and I'm thinking to myself, like, why hasn't the board ousted this motherfucker? He's a fail. He he is a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he was doing good with Discovery, right? But as soon as you get you start wading into the Warner Brothers pool, yeah, you can't handle that. No. No, and 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 again, he hasn't turned any type of profit. You know, the, Warner Brothers is still as bad financially as they but, were when he got but here's it. Another, so here's how is it going to turn around? Done, is that you know, we like Mortal Kombat, right? Mm-hmm. And the new game came out, and it's got Zaslov's stink all over it. Sure, microtransactions, incredibly rushed. Mm-hmm. Like you're not helping the franchise by making a quick buck right this is a franchise that's been around for 30 some odd years and 
just to make a quick buck, you're going to tear down your fan base. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's but, short term gain, though. You're you're gonna. But that you might me, make a quick buck, but you're gonna who lose. Is, but who is that for? What's for nobody? It's for nobody. It's for who? Zaslov. It's, it's for, for Zaslov. Yeah, it's for because, him and 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 the board. But at the end of the day, right? These these. It's just crazy. It's crazy, and I think people are just kind of fed up with it. Yeah, and so oh, for sure. But but you're seeing it in all in in the entertainment space mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah, you know these CEOs are affecting their companies. You know, maybe before it was very behind the scenes, and like you know, if you had a somewhat incompetent CEO, you could still keep the business chugging along. Sure, but now, you know, especially with a guy like Zaslov, who who has so affected so many elements there hasn't been any new hbo shows no there hasn't they they re they quote unquote revamped hbo max app to max and the app sucks now like it's just it's just a combination it's just everything he seems to touch he turns to shit yeah And, and to me if I'm if I'm someone that's invested large amounts of money in this company, mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, this ain't the guy. Right. So get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know. I think that there's enough evidence to support the fact that he's not the guy. That if if even if you're looking to sell, even if the plan was but, to eventually but, but here's flip the this, thing. flip it to who? Because we're getting to who a knows. Po- we're getting point. to a point now. Where there aren't that many companies. No, and that's the thing. I think that that was the thought that 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 that's what they wanted to do. But you should have at least made if that was your plan, it should have been at least viable or or look viable to get somebody to come in there and then incur that debt. You know, a company that's flush with cash like Apple, right? Maybe maybe a company like that that's flush with cash might have been intrigued in buying it. If there was potential in it, but you know, you took a you took a horrible uh, company that was in horrible shape, and it's still in horrible shape. It's worse, and so, right? It's worse, and so how is that enticing anybody to now take on the debt that you took on but the, but when you bought but it? But the other the other element to that statement is before the enticement was. Well, we're getting prop. We're getting all these great properties, yeah. and maybe this guy's a mouth breather, but like we can do something with this. But because because of the way it's, the, you know, the entire public perception of these giant Hollywood corporations is going, you're doing permanent or at least a long term damage to to the IPs as well. Right. Well. So it's not yeah. just about it's not like oh you know if Apple bought Warner Brothers everything would be fine. You have to backpedal the damage control that Zaslov has done to all of these properties. Well, that's the thing. You, you know, you you don't have a, you know a robust Looney Tunes, and DC is you know dead right now. Right, and regardless of whose hands DC is in. You, you know, you have to fix the damage that's been done. Sure. It doesn't matter who owned. It's not like we as the public are going to be like, oh, well, it's a different company now, so right. it'll be fine. No, we, we've lived through the last five years of all mm-hmm. of this bullshit, and there is a sour taste in our mouths. Right. So it's not like you can just buy it and we're going to go, oh, well, everything's all better. No, no, absolutely not. You know, so. 
because the squeeze is so tight on your on your every man right now yeah. that he's not going to part with his dollar for for anything. No. And and you know, the more you keep on shelving things that the general public has interest in and wants to see and you're denying that then you know you have nothing to offer the public and the public who are going to financially support what you're doing are going to walk away to something else but i really i do think um i really do think that cuz i've been trying to i've been i've been trying to figure out cuz to at least to me it seems like the last 5 years mm-hmm. have really affected our storytelling companies in a negative way. Oh, absolutely it has. And I was like, what 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 is the overarching theme in all of this? And I think what it is is it's always been about money, but there was room for art. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like there's room for art anymore. No. Everything has to be corporatized, franchised. It's a product. There's no art. It doesn't matter how it makes you feel. It doesn't matter if you care about characters. All that matters is we can make a buck. Right. And that, to me, is in complete opposition of why any of this stuff was created in the first place. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it doesn't work. Right, right. You can make your money. That's the thing, is that we love these properties. We want to support them. You can make money, but when you try to just, when it's just about pushing that, getting that extra little bit of blood from the stone, mm-hmm. that's when you're suffering catastrophic damage that I don't know, I don't know where we go from here. Well, that's the thing. The thing, too, is when when you put out things that people love and and that love continues you know the for for the rest of their life for the most part right i mean again you typically don't even outgrow it you're going to grow with whatever that ip is and you're you're deciding to not give that to people anymore because you're so con- you know because you're so concerned about the dollar and not the creative process and how that property makes you as an individual feel and that even goes toward that even you know that includes i include the dollar with the, sort of the woke movement because the only reason that even came to fruition is cuz they thought they were going to make a shitload of money mm-hmm. pandering to right. you know these groups yep and it just flies in the face of creation, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 again, we're not big here; we're small artists, right? But as someone that does this for a living, mm-hmm. you know, it make it 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 gives me it makes me physically ill to see this shit because yeah. these are properties that I draw inspiration from that I you know kind of try to set my moral compass towards mm-hmm. things like that and and when you destroy them just to make a quick buck I get that much angrier at the company because it's like who are you to destroy a property that belongs to all of us sure sure and this this leads 
into something that Taika Waititi just said, right? And th- this is, you know, and 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 we'll go f- kind of a little bit from there, but he had come out and said in, in talking about Thor Ragnarok that he, you know, had he has no love for Marvel. Right. Thor was his least favorite character, read one comic, didn't care for the character. Right. But had just had another child and no, he no, needed no. Pure and wanted business. to feed his family. Right, pure business. And he came out and said that. Like I the reason I took that was because I needed but it, money. But you know what? I appreciate his honesty first sure. of all. And it shows. Right. And here's my and here's my my point in, in thinking about artistic integrity, right? Because he he's a guy that does small, typically like small indie films. And his small indie stuff is really good. Right. But I'm sure it doesn't pay right. to the level of Marvel, right? right? So of course not. again, he made he made a financial decision for his life. Sure. And you know what? Judging judging the man just based on what I've seen, mm-hmm. I think that shit bother. I it, I don't think it doesn't bother him. Right. So so it 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 made me think about myself right. and, and my own art, right? Because you know, again, I I put out art every single week, right? And I try to draw a lot of different things, and I sometimes go really deep into yeah. You have some deep cuts. obscure. It's and if I was only going for likes, I would draw Batman and Spider Man every single week. Sure, but I don't want to do that because I don't I don't find the enjoyment in that. Not saying I don't enjoy drawing Batman or no, Spider Man, but drawing it every single week. But you know, if but I see people in every week they'll just draw another Venom or another Wolverine, right? And it's like, sure, you're getting you know, a thousand likes and I might get two on what I just drew. But personally, I want to draw the indie guy, much like Taika Waititi wants to do the indie movies. Sure. But every once in a while, you have to look at... Well, you do the indie movies for you and the only way you can do that is if you do the Marvel movie. Right. It's the same, like, that's how, what we deal with with Catalyst. Like, right, exactly. There are, there are products, there are some of our best sellers mm-hmm. are not like I I do art for me, right. right? And then I do art that I think will move. Right. You know, uh, when I first started, I was just doing art for me and I'm like this is all going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then it's discouraging when you have that mentality because a lot of times the things you do for you don't resonate with the general public. Right. And and my skill set at this point is whether I'm doing it for me or doing it for the business, it's going to be quality. Right. But there's an enjoyment layer mm-hmm. of something I'm working on for me versus, you know, maybe it feels a little more commercial yeah. or plastic or whatever. Right. But I need to keep the lights yeah. on. And and you know, and and people were people were shitting on him for saying that. And and I thought about it and I'm like and at first I'm like, what a dick. And then I, th- and I thought about it and I related it back to myself and I'm like, no, I, I feel that exact yeah, same it, way. It's a complex situation because it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. Right. Right. It shouldn't have to be that he has to take the fucking Marvel thing to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very good at indie movies. It, 
he, you know, we all agree. I, I think the majority of us agree that his smaller works are better. Oh, far better. And, you know, societally, that should be good enough. Mm-hmm. But it's not. No, because, it's because, not. Because, again, when when you start pushing this late stage capitalism into the art, he has to take the Marvel role. Right. He has to. And then as a result, for people like us who care about Marvel, you know, nobody's nobody's happy with that right you know right. and he can't come out and say and say that he's unhappy with it because he's he again he's collecting the check right and the thing is you know and and here's and here again is where somebody you know where Faye to me is just a, always a complete failure because you shouldn't have allowed that to take place in the first place like if if he doesn't like Marvel and he doesn't like Thor yeah but Feige was only I think Feige is I mean, just, and again, not, you know, I'm not trying to humanize these, these people, Mm -hmm. but imagine being caught in that machine, right? Like, I think he truly loved Marvel at the beginning. Sure. But I think now it's become such a machine Mm -hmm. that it doesn't even, I don't even think that fucking hits him at this point. Right. You know? But I just look at it and I'm like, but couldn't you have found, like, you know, if he doesn't like Thor and... He made these movies for the fact that he doesn't like Thor, and which is why, you know, Thor had such a great character arc until Ragnarok, and then it went to shit. Right. Because he didn't like what Thor was. And the thing is, is that it's not him trying to to ruin Thor. It's that he doesn't like Thor, so he doesn't know what to do with him. Right. So he tried to do Thor how he would like it. And that and it, didn't resonate. And it doesn't work with the character either. No. So you end up with the mess that you got. Right. And then, again, because these ships are so big, it really takes, you know, I've said this before, it's it, it's very much like, you know, a presidential term of office where, mm-hmm. you know, you're really benefiting or or fixing what the last guy did in your first four years. It's not like, you know... If you have a banger economy when you first get into office, that's not your fucking win. That's the last guy's decisions making yeah. thing, you know, coming to fruition. Right. And it's the same thing with these movies. Like, you know, you incrementally get worse and worse and worse, but the public is so bought into the franchises mm-hmm. that it takes a long time for them to go, you know what, I'm going to skip the next one. Right. Right. And so I can un- so I fully understand if you're, you know, if it's not what you want to do you're doing it for for the paychecks or you're doing it for the likes or whatever the whatever the case might be now the intense artist in me goes shame on him for doing it but the but the person that lives in the reality we're in goes of course right because you don't have a choice as an artist exactly And, and and to me that's almost more tragic than you know getting the shitty Thor movie yeah. is that is that someone who I think is actually very artistic very very good at what he does is forced to do something he doesn't want to do and isn't good at right just to keep the lights and on. the thing is you make the you know he'll make one of those movies and he'll put his heart and soul into it and he'll think it's so great and it like this was such a passion project and it, and it, and it is and it makes a million dollars and then he can go to Marvel but that's what it is right is that I'll, and I and I've said this before on the cast is that there's a sweet spot in horror with a budget 
mm-hmm. not even horror, just movies in general sure. with a budget where the executives don't get as involved. And those are the best movies. Yeah. But again, because they're pushing every last drop out of every single property, there are not $70 million budgeted movies anymore. No. Everything is $300 million to make. Right. And, you know, first of all, when when that's the case, right, look, say what you want about Avatar 2, mm-hmm. right? But to me, that's the last true blockbuster we've had in, in five years. Yeah. Because Cameron takes time and spends money mm-hmm. doing this stuff as yeah. a proper blockbuster would be. Right. But now that everything is a blockbuster, nothing is a blockbuster. Right. But you take so, but take like that new um Hunger Games movie with with Rachel Zegler, right? Sure. It was 100 million dollars to make. Right. And so it's going to turn a profit even though it's not well received. Yeah, I heard it wasn't I heard it wasn't pretty very well received. No. But it's going to make money. Because the budget was only a hundred million dollars, sure, and it's hung, it's got the Hunger Names IP, right, right, H- right. So Hunger Games is going to get people and, and to go. At the end of the day, you know, that's that's the way to do it, right. And so you could even have a movie that's not great, uh, but just it'll to be turn clear, a profit. You know, when I say seventy million, I know inflation is probably puts it close to a hundred, right? Sure. But what I'm saying, but a hundred million is. Is is like seventy million right, or fifty right, million right. was a few years ago. Like, you know, like it's the, unheard way, of to make the movies way that, that it used small. to be. Is you would get maybe one, two, maybe three blockbusters a year, whether it was the summer or the winter time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you get it at Christmas. You'd get it the summer In the blockbuster. Summer, you'd get the yeah. summer blockbuster, and 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 what that did was that funded all of the riskier, low-budget films, Mm -hmm. you know? Because, again, art still had a place in... in Right. Where, you know, in in the movie industry. And I I think when that that stopped... When art stopped having a place, which I don't... I think if you you got any executive to, to be honest, I don't think any of them think art has a place in the movies anymore. No, no. Did you hear what Iger said? Just the... He said... I can only I I can only handle so much. I have to like yeah. You know what I mean. And I got I got Elon and so so his Zazla. so his reasoning for the Marvels flopping was yeah. because there wasn't enough executives on site for oversight on what was going on. No, so too many nope. things w- fell through the cracks that the executives. And I'm like that. That is the exact opposite. Like your of your what answer really was your go- would, your answer happened. is we need more executives. Yeah. That that they, like to, more supervision, more oversight, how, more suits in the room. How on earth? the The problem is this too, right? Is that the most valuable asset that you could ever find in one of these big corporations is someone who straddles the line between artist and executive. So, so mm-hmm. you know, a, a Todd McFarland figure. Yeah. Right? That guy can do both. Yeah. I mean, I think James Gunn is kind of that guy. Sure. I think but he was an artist and then right. he out of necessity got right. forced into being, yeah. you know, a bit more into the business. I think yes, James Gunn has a lot of potential there. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm curious to see what happens with Dave Filoni now. Yeah. So here's the thing. My question is 
what was he playing the long game? Because he's in charge. He's the CCO. Yeah, but he was. But he, his duties haven't changed right, from but, what they've but, been. But again, we've gone public saying this is our guy, mm-hmm. right? The executives have said this is our guy. Sure. So, so I'm wondering if, you know, the 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 controversy with Ahsoka and everything is that just him playing ball to get where he needs to get. And then now that he's in a place where you you know, it's a, he's got the title, he's got the promotion and everything. It's a little harder on the paperwork end to to fuck with him. Can yeah. can he reel it back in now? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record to say Filoni is one of the biggest problems in Star okay, Wars. So you think I it's think, a one trick pony? He, I think he is Kathleen Kennedy's, you know, right right there with her okay. as far as. The destruction of Star Wars as as much Filoni's fault as it is Kathleen Kennedy's. So here's the that's thing. My, that's my I'm, take. I'm willing to give this guy a chance because, again, I really like the Clone Wars. Sure. And to me, if you can produce something like that, even if you had Lucas's... But the thing is, is that if you didn't ruin your relationship with Lucas, that doesn't have to go away. Right. So, so my point to it is, is that, you know, I could see someone like Filoni... Again, pulling a Taika Waititi where he loves, maybe he loves, he always came across as someone that cared about Star Wars. Sure. And he saw the state of the organization, who was in power, what the message was, and the choice was play ball and get to a place, you know, where, get to a plateau where they can't push you down the mountain or leave. So so I, I'd like to think he's gotten himself to a point where he can take a step back and start to repair some of the damage. And I'm willing, to, because I like Clone Wars, I'm willing to give him a chance. Yeah, the only problem with that is you would have to then take everything we know about the Ray movie that's supposedly coming out and scrap it. Well, he's the CCO, so now Only he has because, to... Right, because the, what, we, what we've heard about the Rey movie is that she's going to do where Luke failed. She's going to re- resurrect the Jedi Order. Right. She's going to be the new head of the Jedi. Right, but that, was her, new that order. was her whole deal from the sequel trilogies anyway, right, is that but, she was but, just better than Luke. Right, but what I'm saying is is that if that's, if that's what we're hearing the movie is then that's going to be a financial disaster. Of course. So if Filoni scraps that and says, no, that's not what we're doing, then I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe you're right. But if if that if Filoni is lockstep with that being what's coming, well, then we'll see. he's exactly right? what I think I mean, he is. You know, the announcement was, what, three weeks ago mm-hmm. that it happened. And so when I saw that, I, that was my thought. I was like, was... Because again, I think I think if you go through the Clone Wars, there's some good stuff there. Sure, there is. And I'm thinking to myself, even if Lucas is holding your hand through that, which he probably spot checked him and helped him with yeah, a bit of the lore. He did. But I mean, if Filoni made that, which he gets the credit for, mm-hmm. it, I'm thinking to myself, someone that could put something like that out cares about the property. And 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 as an and again, what we were just talking about, sometimes you got to do a Marvel movie to make your independence. Sure. So if he yeah. if he now that he's in a position of true power, he has the opportunity to actually, you know, get Star Wars back on track. And I'm willing to give him a chance because 
of Clone Wars. But see, here's here's. But my- if he fails, that's it. Right. It's not like you don't get a ton of chances if you continue on this path. You're just as bad as them. And right. That's it. And what what scares me though is I did I thought Rebels was decent. So did I. But Ahsoka was so bad. Right. But which is just but a, again, a continuation of Rebels. But Ahsoka. Again, it's that environment, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm thinking like, there's he's already talking about you know if they do any more Ahsoka shit, he wants to recast a bunch of people. Sure. Which I'm thinking to myself like, okay, that's a good start. Yeah, but it but it wasn't the acting. It it was no, the writing. Not, yeah, but there, it wasn't the acting in She Hulk either. No, and that's but, but that's I guess the problem. My, but I guess my point is right is that if you have someone that cares and is now in a position of power where there's there's not as much pushback, right? Mm-hmm. He can now kind of be like, hey, you know, this is how we're going to do things. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I've said, but I've said this before. I think the two worst actors that I've seen in Disney this year yeah. was Rosario Dawson and Amelia Clark, who are both very talented actors. Right. But I think I think so a it's lot not the that, so it's not the actors no, who uh, and aren't here's good. the thing. Even with Willow, ninety percent of those actors are very good. Yeah, except that one girl. Right. But <laughs> but aside from her, everybody even even fucking um what the hell was her name? Kit. Even Kit was the acting was good. Yeah. But the writing was atrocious. Yeah. So the thing is, is that, you know, I want to clarify all of that, too. The acting in She-Hulk was good, but yeah. the writing was just so bad. Yeah, what's her, what's her name? Tatiana Maslany is, is a good and, actor. And you know what? Even a good She-Hulk, but with what she was given. Yeah, it was horrible right. what she, what she had to work and with. And that's the thing is, like, this is not... I know we've seen a lot of these actors like become very defensive and it's like, we're not coming at you guys. Most of the, you'll know if we, if it's like, and the thing is usually if it's the actor, it's a good show. Like, like, um, Dracula, Mm -hmm. Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, right? It's Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder are fucking atrocious in that, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, again, you're more forgiving of maybe bad acting than bad writing. Because with bad acting, you know, yeah, it can ruin a scene. It can mm-hmm. ruin the scenes you're in. But with bad writing, it ruins everything. Right. But see, here's here's how I look at it, right? Take Dracula. Yeah. I don't think Keanu Reeves was the right choice no, he wasn't. for that role. No. Right? But t- Tatiana Maslany is the right I choice agree. for that role. I agree. And that's the thing. And I, Rosario I think... Dawson was the was the right choice for, for that Ahsoka, role. Right. I think where it gets kind of lost in translation is they hear they hear guys like us shitting on on their properties, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not a lot of times it's not the actors. No. It really isn't. She-Hulk the people that wrote that should be expelled from the industry. It was that yeah, bad. Yeah, and and I don't think that they and I think that they just canceled the second season. Yeah, but but because again, of how bad it was, that's not a testament to the acting. But she'll continue. She Hulk right. herself and, will continue. But, but I've been so when they announced that, I was reading the comments on social, mm-hmm. and people are acting like you know they're like, oh, the anti woke mob won. But yeah, they I saw can't, that. But they can't stop. You know. 
she's still going to be in the MCU. And it's like, good. Right. We like, like, I don't think, I don't think you understand where the, where the anger is coming from. I'm not mad that she's She-Hulk. I'm not mad that She-Hulk is in the MCU. I'm mad with the way that they wrote the story. I think that if you had her with a competent writer. Writing staff. It would be good. Brie Larson won't work, though. Right, it doesn't matter what you do thing, with Brie Larson that, because but, she, but she didn't herself work, won't work. She didn't work. work in Marvels, right? Which you didn't have a, a decent writing staff no, at that horrible. point. But she didn't work in in Endgame either. No, right? You know, which you had, had a great very competent staff. right, staff. and that's what I'm saying is like there. It's pretty clear who and 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 this is not to shit on Brie Larson's acting. No, because as a serious actor, she's she's, she's got just, some she's jobs. wrong for the MCU. Right. It's not like everybody has. And that's the other thing. It it almost feels like now every they want everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, chill the fuck out. You don't need everybody. Right. Right. But the thing is, right, is that. It's not that we hate She-Hulk. It's not that we hate Ahsoka. It's not that we hate Rosario Dawson. It's. The writing was so bad, we don't want to see any more because there's no fixing that. Right. But if you want to have her stick around, we think she nailed She-Hulk. Right. We just don't think, yeah. you know, the right, we don't want, we don't want those writers near anything anymore. No. And that's, and that's the thing. It's, it's, you know, just because, just because the, the, the series itself didn't do well, like. But they keep lumping that all yeah, together. Like, like they're treating it like, you know, it's a it's a victory for us, mm-hmm. right? In the fact that we're n- they're not going to bastardize She Hulk more in the series, right? But but it's even more of a victory if they keep her around with competent writing, even yeah. if she just shows up yeah. in the MCU. Like like when when Ant Man and the Wasp, right? His daughter Casey Lang, right? She, the worst part of that whole movie was her. She she was just unbearable. And you know what sucks is that we watched the other Ant-Man mm-hmm. movies and she was so likable. Yeah. And then all of a sudden and again this is the this is on the writers. Right. You made her into that character that I'm better than everybody mm-hmm. and I'm an asshole. Right. And it's like no that that is no one likes that character. Right. So again, we don't we're not saying that there's anything wrong with the girl that's playing that. I don't think we've ever actually kind of fleshed that out no. enough either. But but just to be clear, because we'll, we'll put this one to bed in a sure. minute. I'm all for more She-Hulk, but I don't want another series because unless, unless you're going to rip the writers out and start new, which you can't. No. It won't work. No. So the victory is not that we're getting less She-Hulk. That's not a victory to me. The victory is we're getting less shitty She-Hulk. Right. But we still get to keep the, you know, the actresses or (laughs) the actors that portrayed these these heroes, Ahsoka, Mm -hmm. She-Hulk, and even if they're only around a little bit for now anyway. Right. I'd rather have that because I think they both did a great job. Then have them in a full blown series of just trash, right? Yeah, you know? if they're if they're well written, then we want these characters, right? It's not a, it's plain not and an, simple, right? It's not an anti woke victory, is what they've been going right. around. It's like no, 
I I liked the I liked She Hulk. Yeah. I didn't like the situations you put her in. Right. We don't like the writing and the dialogue that you that you made her say. Right. But we don't dislike her performance and we want more she hulk right we just don't want that she's she 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 looks the part she has the mannerisms she she when when she was you know when the writing was not i want to throw up every moment she was it was great she yeah. was good in that moment but there was so much net and and it's the same for like even the witcher and stuff right mm-hmm. the cat the, the acting isn't bad in the no one's sitting there going like no Oh, it was Jennifer. It was Siri. You know, no, it's the writing that has has ruined these properties. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, not. In, I know we were going with the executives, but the truth of it is, is that there's levels to all of it. Right. You know. Exactly. I don't know. Let's put this one to bed. Okay. I can't even. My my blood. Pro- <laughs> I'm gonna have to go take a fucking pill. Yeah. Jim, as always. Yeah. Thanks for raising my blood pressure. <laughs> Absolutely. What uh, what do you got going on? So I am just uh, finishing up. We're very, very close to finishing up Chapter 2 of my comic book, Eva, and we're going to, uh, you know, keep keep listening here, keep checking the socials, because we're going to make a uh, an announcement of when that's going to drop very soon. Right, and Episode 1 is on Webtoons yes. now, so if you want to check that out, you know, real good horror Great art style as always, and you know. Yeah, thank you. Um, so that's episode eighty-two of the cast. Uh, you guys know where we're at. Catalystcrafting.com is the main website. Catalyst Creations NH is the Etsy store. We're filling those orders. Oh, I, big I, I, time! Come on, more. Yeah, it's Christmas, <laughs> guys. It's Christmas the more, people. The more, the more you order, the bigger we get, and then we can actually go yell at Bob Iger to his face. Come right. on, let's make this happen. Um. We might have another show yeah. this year. That's still up in the air. We're still working out the details, but we'll, we're going to be at Aresia in Boston at the Westin in January. We'll give you guys more details on that as it comes up. Um, but what do you guys think? Uh, have you seen Talk to Me? Do you think it's one of the better horror movies of this year? Uh, do you like the Kenneth Bragnar Poirot movies? Um, or do you think they're a bastardization of the Christie works? Uh, what's your thoughts on, you know, art versus business and and where where's the happy middle ground and do you think that bad writing is far worse than bad acting let us know in the comments all right group catch you on the next one